Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to or welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. I got some stuff for you today. I'm going to be sharing some pretty hard but very valuable life lessons that I learned while renovating my house. And I'm hopeful that by the time this airs, the renovation is finished. I've been sharing pictures along the way over on my Instagram stories. So if you aren't following me there, my Instagram handle is at Elizabeth Benton. Pretty easy to remember. This was really quite a process, quite a journey, and uh, uh, as many twists and turns as a soap opera from start to finish. And what I like to do is look at what it taught me, right? Because surely there will be times and have been times where I've looked back and thought, what a nightmare. But it's less of a nightmare when we're looking for the lessons. And these lessons are not just things that I can apply to the next renovation, which is hopefully never, um, but lessons that I can apply right now every day in other aspects of my life. That's the beautiful thing about really anything and everything that we go through. A lesson we learn if we're looking for it in a romantic relationship can make our careers better. Or a lesson we learn about how we care for our physical bodies can improve our finances. I found that to be so true when I was getting out of debt. Years ago, when I decided the credit card debt, the student loan debt, the car debt, it all had to go, it taught me so much about taking care of my body, even though the lessons were related to money and debt. And I've done a couple of different podcast episodes on that. Before we dive into these challenging lessons. I want to give you guys a quick reminder that registration opens next week for our spring 2020 12 weeks to transformation. So if you feel like you want some structure, you want to work with me more closely, you want to get it in gear and get serious about your goals and areas where you want to make progress in your life, I say, let's do it together. There are a couple reasons that you want to get on the wait list. Number one, I email the wait list every single week. It is a way for me to share my coaching style, me to get to know you better because I ask a lot of questions, but also for you to kind of get a jump start on things. And when registration opens, it will open first to the wait list and there will be special bonuses and discounts that are only available to people who are on the wait list by next week when registration opens, all right? Want to make sure everybody's clear on that. These are early bird bonuses and one day only discounts that you will only see and know about 
if you're on the wait list. So a couple ways to do that. You can go to the show notes page for today's episode, primalpotential.com forward slash 733, or you can go right to primalpotential.com forward slash transform. All right, this renovation. For those of you who don't know, it's probably been a little while since we've talked about it. For those of you who don't know, I, uh, in January of 2019, bought a historic home on Cape Cod, where I live, that was built in the 1770s. And while we fell in love with the property and the fact that there's an apple orchard and there's over 200 varieties of flowering and fruiting trees and enough land for us to have chickens and to build a barn and all of this, the house needed some work. So we decided to totally gut the entire first floor and we had to do foundation work and we were moving a bathroom from one side of the house to another with really old plumbing. Um, So there was a lot of work to be done. And we, oh man, did we learn some big lessons. All in all, it's a blessing, not a burden, right? We can't ever look at something like a home renovation and be like, oh, poor me. But I do take very seriously learning from things that go well and learning from things that do not go well. And there was a lot of did not go well in this project. The first thing, the biggest thing that stands out, right? These are in no order, but I am beginning with the one that kind of hits me the most as the biggest takeaway is that when things don't go as planned, you've got to do things differently from the moment of recognition, right? I, this seems obvious. If it doesn't work, change it, right? But for at least 15 years, I took the same approach to losing weight, even though it didn't work. And I knew it didn't work, but I would take the same approach. And that was super restrictive dieting, following somebody else's plan. And maybe the plan was a little bit different, but the approach was the same. Gear up, start fresh on a Monday with a clear, diligent, massive overhaul kind of change. And then what would happen is, I wouldn't stick to it for very long. I would get frustrated. I would go off the rails, but I kept doing that over and over, not just a handful of times, for years, for years. And maybe I fooled myself into thinking it was different because the diet itself was different, but the strategy was the same. And I see this every day in people who listen to the podcast and email me or clients that I work with in the 12 Weeks to Transformation, same thing. For years, they have been going back to a strategy that they know doesn't work. So here's what kept happening during the renovation. I would have a conversation with the contractor, usually in person or over the phone, and we would talk about an issue or a problem, and we'd come to an agreement, and then 24, 48 hours later, maybe sometimes a week later, the contractor would reach back out to me with the same question as if we had never had the conversation, we had never discussed the options, we had never come to a decision. And it was maddening to me. And I found myself time and time again being like, we just had this conversation. And I would say to my partner, I would say to my mom, like, um, 
every week we're having these conversations, we're discussing these issues, and then it's like it never happened. And I don't know if he's confusing me with a different client, but it was very frustrating because then I would have to go back and try to remember what did we say, what did we agree on, what were the pros and cons, and I'd, I'd be trying to like jog his memory. Remember last week? You were sitting down to my left in my office and we talked about this and we would both get so frustrated, but we kept doing it again and again and again. I tell myself, and this is something that I wrote about a lot in Chasing Cupcakes, that I'm a creative energetic problem solver. So if the problem is that there's not a record of these conversations we would have when he would walk into my office or the foreman would come into my office and then we're rehashing the same decisions over and over again and I'm getting frustrated by it. If that's the problem, what is the solution? So I created a document. And in this document, I would include the date, the issue, a summary of the conversation, and the agreed upon resolution and any costs associated with it, right? If he said, oh, I didn't know you wanted a garbage disposal, it's going to cost $300, then I would say on this date, we had a conversation about the garbage disposal. It wasn't in the original bid. The cost for this is going to be $300. We've agreed to move forward with the garbage disposal for $300. And then I would email it to him. And I would say, Dear sir, we're going to call him Jeff. That's not his name, but that's what we're going to call him today, unless I forget. (laughs) We're going with Jeff. I would say, Jeff, please find a summary of the topic we discussed today, the resolution we agreed on, and any related costs. If this does not reflect your recollection, please let me know. Unfortunately, I didn't start doing this until the very end of the project, which is on me, but it has to be a different strategy. That doesn't mean that that all of a sudden solves everything, but as soon as you notice that something is not working, change the strategy. Don't just give it some time, do it again, and hope for a different result. I want you to ask yourself, where in your life are you getting the same results and dealing with the same frustrations over and over? Is it the way you resolve conflict or fail to resolve conflict with your partner? Is it weight loss? Is it a commitment to go to the gym or work out regularly? Is it failing to save money or stick to your budget? And then look and see, is the strategy really the same? Knowing that the details are going to be different, right? The dates and the times and maybe the plan of attack is a little bit different, but is the strategy ultimately the same? For me, it was good intentions, really strict plan, fail to execute. So then maybe I could try something like not a strict plan or instead of a projected focus, like I'm going to do this for the next 100 pounds or I'm going to do this for the next 30 days or the next 21 days, I have a plan of attack for the day I'm in instead of forecasting out weeks and months. As soon as you recognize that things are not going the way you want them to go, change your strategy. Change your strategy. The second very big lesson that I learned from this renovation that has taught me so much and will go down in history as one of the more challenging times of my life, have a documented vision. Have a documented vision. Not just have a vision, not just have a document, 
Have a documented vision. Write down where you want to go and what you want. It is not the same thing to have it in your head. For as long as you keep your goals or your vision in your head, it will create more stress and more work and your results will not be as good as they would be if your vision was documented. I do this with my goals every day and I shared this a couple of episodes ago. I have a series of questions that I ask myself every day and they change, but two questions that have been very consistent lately that I shared a few weeks ago include what are my goals and what am I going to do today to advance them? Which of my goals am I going to advance today and how is the exact question. Which of my goals am I going to advance today and how? So like most people, I have a list of goals for the year. I've got a list of goals for the month, but that's not enough, right? You've got to be coming back to it. So every single morning I write down what are my goals and then I, I write out the goals. This doesn't take 30 seconds, right? I can scribble down my goals for the year, my goals for the month in about 30 to 45 seconds. And then the second question, which of these goals will I move forward today and how? Again, my answer there doesn't take more than 30 seconds because I'm not moving forward every single goal today. I'm not necessarily tackling every one of them. Using today as an example, I have a few specific business goals. We talk about my goals in general. I have some health goals. I have some friend and connection goals, some personal care goals. And as far as which of them will I move forward today and how, I'm touching on one of the business goals and I'm touching on two of the personal care goals. But there's a lot that I'm not touching on today and that's okay. Clarity on the vision really matters. What I noticed in the renovation, we had drawings like architectural drawings that are required for permitting, but that was kind of like structural, right? You're going to have a bathroom here, the toilet and the shower are going to be here, but the vision wasn't complete and that created a lot more time, a lot more work, and frankly, a lot more money. I would have, in hindsight, made sure that I paid the extra cash to have a designer spec out exactly what I wanted each room to look like from the tile on the floor to the light fixtures and the placement of those. All of that would have been designed out. That vision documented would have saved all of us a lot of time. Instead of people coming in, gosh, I mean, there were days where the foreman or the contractor or somebody in the crew would come in six or seven times in a day asking questions that on the spot I didn't have an answer to, and I wanted some time to think about things like where exactly are the lights going to be in the living room, but I had to answer them in that moment, and then I had to trust that they would remember. Or, you know, I would say, I want the tile run this way in the shower, and then I have, are they going to remember? Oh, they're, they're going to start tiling. I need to make sure to go in there and specify that I want the tile running this way. But if there was a documented vision I would have had far less stress. There would have been fewer delays and miscommunications, and we would have caught more unexpected costs up front. Now, that's obvious, right? Probably a lot of you are like, I can't believe you didn't have detailed drawings. True, I didn't. But when I think about how this applies to my life, so often I've just had like a vague goal of, I want to lose some weight. 
But not only was it not documented and there wasn't a clear vision, I didn't revisit it. You know, if I had made drawings for this renovation and I shared them at the start, but then I never shared them again, they wouldn't really do much good at all. And that's what happens with so many people who do document their goals. Like, oh yeah, I have a documented vision. Well, are you revisiting it daily? Because if you're not, you're losing time, you're losing momentum, and you're creating more work for yourself. You need to have that documented vision, and then you need to have it in the forefront of your mind every day. If I were to go back and do this again, not only would I have this very clearly documented vision so everybody could see it, they would be up on the walls in their respective rooms every single day so everybody knew where we needed power, where we were going to have a light, where the drawer pulls on the kitchen cabinets were going to go, and exactly where the windows and the doors would be. All of that would have been so clear, and I'm sure that the project would have gotten done faster and for less money and with far less frustration. The same is true for you. Have your vision documented and make sure that you are revisiting it daily. That doesn't mean that you post it on the front of your journal and then you never look at it, right? That's not going to help. You have to be looking at it every single day, every single day. It's not the same to just have it in your head. The next one, and this is something I talk about on almost every call I have with a client. And it's a tough one because this can be a tough truth to face and it can be triggering for some people. But the lesson that I learned for the millionth time through this renovation was don't have double standards. Recognize your double standards and start to change your behavior accordingly. Let me give you a a little example of how this played out in the renovation project, and then we'll talk about how it can play out and how I see it with my clients and in my own life. So we're calling this contractor Jeff, right? And I would send him a text message. There was one time where I basically said, Jeff, comma, just wanted to see if anybody was coming to work on the house today. And he calls later and shares with me that he is upset that my greeting wasn't warmer. True story. That, that it wasn't like, hey, Jeff, happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Did you do anything fun? Just wanted to see if anybody was coming. I started it with Jeff. Just wanted to see if anybody was coming to work on the house today. So he says, like, thanks for the warm greeting or something like that. The next day, he texts me, no one will be there today. Just an example of a double standard. If you want a warm greeting from somebody, then always greet them warmly. You know, it's, it's a double standard to say, I expected something from you that I'm not going to give in return. And it happened in so many other things. Like we were on the phone one day and, and he says something along the lines of, you said you didn't want shiplap on the ceiling. So we, and I jumped in and I said, no, 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 no. I, I do want ship up on, on the ceiling. I've, I've not said that I don't. And he got real mad that I interrupted him. Are you going to let me finish? Well, I jumped in because where you were going wasn't true, right? That's, that's why I jumped in. So not 20 seconds later, I'm telling him something and, and he cuts me off. And I said, you know, Jeff, 
I get it. And I will respect if you don't want me to interrupt you. But it's tough when you say that and then 30 seconds later, you're interrupting me. So let's just make sure that the same standards go both ways. I can't tell you how many times we had that conversation. And the reason it stands out in my mind as one of the big lessons from this is because I see it in conversations with my clients every single day. Let me, let me put it to you this way. Have you ever gotten upset when your spouse said they would do the dishes before bed and you woke up in the morning and they weren't done? Have you ever gone back to that person? It doesn't have to be a spouse. could be a roommate. could be a sibling. And said, like, you, you said that you would do that. What the heck? Like, that's not cool. If you say you're going to do something, you have to do it. And yet you break promises to yourself, right? That's a double standard. If you have the standard that somebody in your life is going to do the things they say they're going to do when they say they're going to do them, if that is the way you expect them to ask, act with you, well, are you acting that way with you? Because why is it okay for you to say, I'm going to go to the gym today and not go, but it's not okay for them to say, I'm going to do the dishes before bed and not do it. Recognize where you have double standards and work really hard to live according to the standards that you hold others to. This is so major. How many times have you enforced a standard that somebody's going to respect you. Like, you can't talk to me like that, but you can talk to you like that. You know, how would you feel if somebody said, Susie, you are so inconsistent and I can't rely on you and you're just fat and pathetic. You, You would not tolerate somebody saying that to you, but do you tolerate you saying that to you? That's a double standard. I've had a lot of conversations with clients who have tension in some relationship in their lives. Usually it's a romantic partner or a sibling or a parent or a child. And they get very upset with the way communication goes in that relationship. Maybe they don't feel respected. And I'm quick to point out their readiness to disrespect themselves, but their intolerance of others disrespecting them. And I'm not saying, hey, because you disrespect yourself, you should tolerate other people disrespecting you. I'm saying if you're intolerant of other people disrespecting you, then for the love of Mike, stop disrespecting yourself. Recognize the double standard and change it. The last thing that I want to share in terms of big, hard life lessons I learned from this renovation is that you don't always have to choose the stressful perspective. We're going to do an episode devoted to this one because I think that it's so important. But if there's any of the other ones that you want me to dive into, just leave a comment over on the show notes page and I would uh, love to dive deeper. But I was watching a video from Chris Harder, who many of you know is the host of the mastermind that uh, I was a part of in 2019 and again in 2020. And his whole video was about choosing a stressful perspective. And he said that he was at, um, he was like hanging out with a bunch of guys at a rooftop pool. And he was really looking forward to like a chill day. But he kept thinking about the fact that he was going to have to step away to have a 30 minute work call 
at one point in the afternoon and he was like complaining about it. You know, like I can't even have one day where I don't have a work call. That's kind of choosing the stressful perspective because the other perspective is here I am on a rooftop pool with my buddies and I'm hanging out all day and I only have to work for 30 minutes right? That's a very, very different perspective. It's the same facts. It's the same reality. But the perspective you choose, you don't always have to choose the stressful perspective. You don't always have to choose the stressful perspective. And, and I'll be very honest. I chose the stressful perspective a lot in this renovation. We're over budget. It's taking longer than we thought. The communication with the contractor isn't good. Heck, our first contractor took our money and ran away with it and didn't do the work and actually caused a lot of structural damage to the house. But while those things are true, just like Chris Harder having to take a 30-minute call was true, it's one way of seeing things because the other way of seeing things is like, well, we were recommended a really great lawyer who's helping us get the initial money back. And we chose to do this renovation and we knew full well that just the way that they go is that they cost more and they take longer. We knew that. Day one, if you had asked me if I thought that we would be on budget, I would have said, no, no, we're going to uncover things. It's a house from the 1770s. If you had asked me, do you think it'll take less time or more time? I would probably say more time because it's a house from the 1770s and we're going to run into things that we just can't identify. But in the moment, I would choose the stressful perspective. And I see that all the time right? If you're thinking like, oh, crap, I have to work out today. That is true, right? If you've decided that, then, then that perspective is very true for you. But you don't have to choose the stressful view of it. You could choose the view that you set this standard for yourself and you could decide not to, but you want to take great care of your body for these particular reasons. This comes up a lot of, peop- a lot of times when people say, how do I get myself to be okay? This came up on a Q&A recently. How do I get myself to be okay choosing the protein in the salad when I go out to eat with my friends instead of the fish and chips? You don't have to choose the stressful perspective, which is, I just really want those fish and chips and I'm really missing out. That is one perspective, but you don't have to always choose the stressful perspective. There are other ways to see things and you're going to make life and relationships easier. You know, actually, speaking of relationships, I'm going to throw in another one here. Another big lesson that just was demonstrated every single day of this project. It takes as much time to be nice as it does to be distant or cold or disrespectful. It takes the same amount of time. It doesn't take you any more time to be nice. But choosing to be kind and respectful changes everything. You can, in the same amount of time, be distant, disconnected, disrespectful, or cocky. But it makes things harder. It makes everything harder. And it makes everybody feel worse. So since you have the same amount of time, choose to be nice, right? Sarah and I talk about this all the time in terms of like emails sent. You can make the same point and make it nicely as you can making it rudely. But everything turns out better when you make it nicely. 
before, when I first found out I was pregnant, I um, bought this course that was about um, baby and newborn sleep patterns, right? And so I think I, I first bought it and went through it in July. And I didn't recognize that it was only a four-month access, right? And I, for whatever reason, I made the assumption that either it was, you know, a year or it was at least nine months because, you know, people are going to buy this sort of thing when they find out they're pregnant. And I wanted to revisit it when I was later in my pregnancy. And I went to log in, gosh, probably in like, it must have been late December, or early January, only to find out that my access had expired after four months. Now, what I wanted was to see if I could extend my access. And I could send an email that says like four months to access this course. That's ridiculous. Are you kidding? I got it when I was pregnant. And now you're telling me that I'm going to have to buy it again in order to revisit it. I'm sending the same message if I say, hey, I love your material. I was so excited to dive into your course when I found out I was pregnant in July. Now I'm due soon and I really want to revisit it, but I went to log in and it says that it expired. I didn't realize it was four months. Is there another option other than me repurchasing it? Same exact message, but I feel better. They feel better. And the outcome is probably going to feel better if I'm nice about it. And this is true with romantic partners. This is true with colleagues. This is true with ourselves and the way we communicate with ourselves. It takes as much time to be nice as it does to be cold or dismissive. And it pays dividends to just be nice. To the guy behind the counter, right? I was at Chipotle not long ago and I was getting a salad to go and they barely put any lettuce in there. And then they put maybe a quarter cup of chicken. I asked for guacamole and they gave me like a teaspoon. And I'm like, did I order like the the infant version of this meal? And I could have been like, seriously, these are the servings that you guys give? This is ridiculous. But it takes as much time to be kind. I was really looking forward to this salad. And I was hoping it would be a good bit bigger. Is there any way that you can throw on some more lettuce, some more chicken, some more guac for me? It takes as much time. And there are so many people who aren't willing to do this, who are just going to be cold and distant, that you will separate yourself and improve your relationships and be a much happier person if you just communicate kindly. I think the world needs more of that. We all need more of that. So that is a great note to end on today. Do not forget, take the time today to get on the wait list for the spring 12 weeks to transformation. Again, the reason you want to be on the wait list is not only because I give them some extra stuff, I communicate with them every week, give them coaching and sneak peeks inside the 12 Weeks to Transformation, but also when registration opens next week, there will be for just one day, maybe a day and a half, bonuses and discounts that are only available to people on the waitlist at that time. So make sure you get on the waitlist. Registration opens next week. You can get on the waitlist by going to the show notes page for today's episode, primalpotential.com forward slash 733, or going directly to the waitlist page, which you can find at primalpotential.com forward slash transform. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life 
today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.